Hello, and welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music education and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and today is Friday, February 2nd, 2018. This is episode 226. The best teachers are the worst teachers. During my junior year of high school, I decided I would become a teacher. And there were a lot of reasons in that decision. The first and foremost, my love for music. But there was also a part of me that thought about teaching other subjects namely math. I've always been very strong at math and thought that I could find ways and connect with students where people before me had outright failed. Several math classes in high school later, I decided math was not going to be my path, but music would be. I always knew it didn't take me until I was 30 years old to have that aha moment. I always knew that some of the teachers I had growing up simply were not very good at what they were doing. Some of them were not nice. Some of them were not encouraging. Some of them would not give you any reason to be motivated to do work in their classes. This was absolutely the case in the subjects where I struggled most, namely English and language arts. And the ironic thing about that is I've spent so much time, so much time over the past 20 years improving everything I can about my writing skills, my reading comprehension, my verbal skills, my vocabulary. About the only thing that had always been intact was by spelling. I think that was the one thing that where I can say my teachers did succeed. And I think it's also because I've just never had any problems understanding how to spell words properly, knowing all of the rules, thinking things through phonetically. I just have never struggled in that area. But almost everything else, English, language arts related, it's definitely always been a struggle for me. And with that, we think about today's podcast title. 
the good teachers and the bad teachers. The best teachers in the world are the bad ones. I have presented more clinics, more workshops than I can count at conferences over the years. I've mentored people. I've spoken to people about all of the different things they need to do to become successful educators. And I hope that many of these people have taken these words of advice to heart and they've done something with them. I myself have attended many of these clinics because I always want to improve. But here's the one problem with attending these workshops. And you're going to probably laugh when you hear this because it seems laughable. But it's highly unlikely you're going to have a completely unqualified bad clinician. Somebody who's going to be giving you bad advice. And when that person comes along, if that person ever comes along, you should be able to spot it immediately. I know the moment that I had, and I'll never forget it. Because it goes back to my episode about the recorder. And a lot of people know that I have a love-hate and a hate-hate relationship when it comes to the recorder. I'm, I'm pretty outspoken about it, and I have no regrets. I don't hate the instrument, but I hate a lot of things about it in terms of its uh, place in our music curriculum. But I want to focus on a clinic I attended years ago at a major state music conference. And I'm sitting with one of my closest colleagues from another district, a person who, uh, she's now retired, was just a tremendous educator, fantastic personality, Kids loved her, parents loved her, the community embraced her, and she did so much for all the kids that came in her path. And we're sitting together at this workshop, and about a half an hour in, she whispered to me and said, I don't think this guy has any idea what he's talking about. And that was exactly what was going through my mind. And I just looked at her and I said, there's only one word that comes to mind, hack. And the sad thing about this is this person is well-known. This person has received a lot of accolades over the years and I'm very happy that that's been the case. And there are many things that he's done which have been positive for music education. 
Here's the problem. We're sitting at this clinic and people started asking him questions and he had no answers. This wasn't something like, what's the quadratic formula? This is not breakdown serialism for me. This was not explain Schoenberg's use of the 12-tone row in this piece of music. Those were not the questions. These were really basic questions like, what band method do you use? Because he was an elementary teacher and he had no answer for it. He had no answer. We asked, how do you teach half notes and quarter notes and eighth notes? And the system he came up with was bizarre. It just didn't make any sense. And we're realizing that a lot of his teaching was rote teaching. And it was truly at that moment, I said to myself, wow, I have really come in contact with a lot of bad teachers in my career. And I started to embrace it. This continued with the jobs I've had over the years. Whether it's been someone in music, could be instrumental music, choral music, general music. Doesn't matter whether they're teaching any level of elementary or middle school or high school or college, even pre-K. And I think about how they interact with people, not just children, not just students, people. Because there were teachers who had horrific communication skills, people unable to write an email, write any type of correspondence to others without making huge errors and not making any attempt to correct them, to ask someone to proof it. How about those teachers who just grind you down? They grind you down every single day. It's like a chore going to their class. It's tough. It's really tough. And you say to yourself, my goodness, my goodness, how can someone be so boring? How can someone be so mean? How can someone be so condescending? How can someone find new ways every single day to bore me to tears? And we have them out there. And they're not listening to this podcast. And they're not listening to any videos. And they're not finding any way of changing. Because sadly, there are people out there who truly believe, truly believe in their minds, what they're doing is the right thing. They believe in their minds. They've got this teaching thing down. One of the most awful 
bits of advice I received was both positive and negative from a former colleague. And this colleague said to me, he said, you need to remember when it comes to an instrumental music program, you always need to have a mixture of all different types of students. You need to have the best of the best of the best. You need to have the ones who struggle. You need to have the ones who are the middle of the road in terms of their talent. And you're going to say, well, my goodness, what's wrong with that advice? Well, here's what happened. This person understood the approach, but he executed horribly. Because this is what would happen on a daily basis. The students who were uh, musically gifted, who were brilliant in every way, shape, and form, he let those people slide because they were very good at what they did. Didn't push them, didn't ask any more than simply knowing their music, and didn't make any real attempt to push their skills. The students who were the middle of the road received a decent music education. I can't say it was great, but it was good. It was good, and there were times in which he was very tough on them and times where he let up. The problem with those middle-of-the-road kids was it all came down to their personality. And if he didn't like their personality, he would just be ruthless with them. And if he enjoyed their personality or found them to be the quote-unquote cool kids, he eased up a little bit on them. But then we had the weakest musicians. The ones who need the encouragement the most. And without fail, you could walk into any classroom where those students were being taught by this instructor and they were being beaten down every single day. Every ounce of the class was negative. It was toxic. And I feel so bad for those children who had to endure that. I don't know why many of them stuck it out. I don't know. I give them a lot of credit for persevering. But I can tell you right now, they left that instrumental experience broken. And it was not positive. It was not a pleasurable experience. Quite simply put, if you were someone who was different or simply not as likable, this wasn't going to work for this instructor. If you were someone who was more mature, someone who had an effervescent personality, then you were going to be fine. That contradicts everything about being a great teacher. Everything.
The people who are your strongest employees in a company, the people who are your best musicians, the people who are your top students in a class, you should be pushing them harder and harder and harder. And you should never let up on them. Never. And then we have those students, the ones who struggle. What to do with them? What do you do with an employee who's struggling? And they haven't given up, but they're struggling. Maybe it is quite simply they're not as bright as another person. What are you doing? Are you beating them down? Are you talking down to them every day? Are you trying to lift them up? Now, I understand there are some people, you give them multiple chances, and they're not doing anything to change, even though you're doing everything that you can. And there might come a point where, with an employee, you do need to let them go. We don't have that privilege as teachers. We can't let our students go. We have those students for the entire school year. The question is, what do you do in those situations? The question is, have you learned more from the good teachers or the bad teachers? The answer is that any time you have an opportunity to see a bad teacher in action, go for it. Do it. Your time will not be wasted. If you want to see perfection in action, watch an abusive boss. And I say perfection because they have perfected the art of being nasty. They've perfected the art of saying negative things. So then you can reinforce your own thought process and say, I am doing the right thing. I am better. I am going to improve and make sure that I never, ever allow myself to become like that. We call that growth. That is professional development. So for all those times in which you've attended that perfect conference and you need that pick-me-up from that motivational speaker or you need some of the latest and greatest trends in education to light a fire under your rear, Always remember, the bad ones have a lot to offer to you.